Blog Talk Radio. Enterprises. 
which I happen to also work at. So <clears throat> I would like to, again, thank all the amazing and super superlative achievers that I call my listeners. Uh, for without you, we wouldn't be here. Definitely call in and be sure to tell me in the uh, comments or on social media who who you would like to see me interview next. Uh, we're definitely doing a couple great uh, episodes as we build up over here. Um, we are proud to say that we actually recently got signed to SAG Astra. So this show is now SAG Astra. <clears throat> uh, as far as uh, working directly with SAG Astra. So we are thankful for that. Uh, because that's always been a goal of mine to be in SAG. Now I created an actual uh, entity that will allow me to do the work that SAG actually recognizes. So I am very, very thankful for that. Uh, As far as other work that we're doing, we are expanding the, the company and services so we will be able to reach more people. Um, that is one thing that we're always about as far as expanding our network. So we have joined more networks so that we can be in more places around the globe. Uh, for example, we, we joined the network in Spain. But, of course, you can find us all over Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, <clears throat> as well as Block Talk Radio, the big mama jamma Block Talk Radio, giving us the, the okay to spread the word and use their platform. Um, Block Talk Radio has been around for a long number of years now, and their technology and uh, how they allow people to do podcasts is amazing. It's one of the top-notch uh, systems out here. Um, people can call in and everything. So shout out to Block Talk Radio for allowing us to use their platform. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. A lot of amazing news going on. Uh, apparently, the U.S. lost the war to Afghanistan, so we are not in Afghanistan per se anymore. People are being evacuated, and that is a good look uh, as far as now we can focus on maybe some other domestic issues. We'll see. Um, but as of now, uh, the U.S. has technically lost the war to Iraq. But that's okay. Um, I just wish a lot of my friends didn't have PTSD from uh, actually fighting in that war. So they've come home with that and now are dealing with that. Um, so, oh, well, uh, the weather is getting crazier and crazier in locations around at least the U.S. Over here on the East Coast, we the other week we had a hurricane, and it was threatening to have another one, knowing that we know that New York is definitely not prepared for such things. Subways are flooded, and apparently 46 people plus in the area died from the flash flooding, so that was not a good look. 
So we are weary about that, uh, as they also mentioned tornadoes when these things happen. So that's not something uh, we over here on the East Coast are exactly used to. Uh, so it was presenting some issues. I have some video footage on my Instagram and TikTok of some main roads that were flooded and Jeeps and vans and trucks were also victims to those floods. And these were regular main roads that you would think are properly uh, uh, filtering the water out of the system. So we definitely have uh, some things going on up here. So it's not uh, all roses roses and dandelions or whatever you want to call them over here. So my people around the world know that. We are with you and also looking to 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 to, to do good and and to make sure our our communities survive. Um, I am Haitian American, so recently there was another earthquake. Uh, I've been able to create uh, donations to charities on my social media uh, for that cause. So I'm thankful about that. Yet. Uh, a lot of my brothers and sisters in Haiti can use um, more assistance uh, as far as uh, donations for products and uh, even services as they are rebuilding right now as we speak, yet without much help. So hopefully that will get done ASAP um, as we continue to support and uh, give donations. But, uh, yeah, so thankfully... Um, over here, we haven't had to deal with anything too catastrophic yet. You know, the changes in the weather patterns are becoming more and more evident as we expand over here on the east coast of the United States. Thankfully, we're not dealing with uh, wildfires like they are on the west coast of the United States. Um, uh, so we give thanks for, for that one. Uh, okay, so as far as um, some great teachers uh, that are in the mix right now. Um, definitely make sure you get your study on. If you are seeking solutions for what to do, be sure to hit me up. Um, there's also the Red Pill and Blue Pill. Red Piller from uh, uh, Know the Ledge uh, Television. Um, also, be sure to look out people like Bobby Hammett, uh, Dr. Phil Valentine, uh, who are still spreading the information on what's going on in our community, as well as some solutions that um, are viable uh, to assisting uh, multiple types of people um, to survive and get out of whatever situation might be encumbering them from uh, expanding to their true selves. Uh, so those are the type of people I like to listen to um, that have helped me um, to prepare and expand uh, for what's going on. Um, another thing that's going on over here in, in the United States is the great, uh, the great, I'm not sure what they call it, but basically people are not wanting to do these jobs anymore, whether they be restaurant jobs or different high level CEO or mid-level uh, management jobs. Uh, people are not, uh, applying and going after these jobs as, uh, as far as the majority of people, um, the gig economy is uh, becoming more relevant and prevalent to these people, and uh, people are figuring out ways to create income 
without a so-called uh, job job still working and, and creating income streams through either creating classes or uh, or products and services, you know, soaps, um, whether they know how to be a mechanic or um, they know about running companies or nonprofits, people are expanding and doing these services themselves. One thing that supposedly should be getting bigger soon is private teaching, uh, where a teacher takes up uh, maybe five students or more and uh, privately teaches them for a family uh, on their own without the school system, but making sure that, you know, these kids get the proper education um, from an actual teacher. Uh, this is something that's becoming more and more widely seen over here in the United States and should become more and more uh, more, more uh, evident uh, as far as that might be the new way to teach these kids because these math classes on Zoom uh, don't seem to be making kids smarter, but kind of making it easier for them to uh, trick the system because everything is online. It's not that complicated to plagiarize. Um, there's people that their whole job is to write essays and and uh, papers for students from college level to, to high school. Um, I wish I exactly had that. It, when I was going to school, it was mostly um, girls or smart dudes uh, writing the things and papers for for uh, jocks. So that's what I, I noticed I mean, going to school. But um, nowadays, kids can get uh, everything, um, usually from somebody, a, a Ph.D. overseas, can write something and then dumb it down for them um, so that they can present it to the teacher and it looks like they write it. And uh, people can literally do that after they leave school because so many people from different countries, whether on Fiverr or, or other sites, are willing to do so much for you know, to us it's little, but to them it's actually, you know, sometimes like a whole month's salary. So there's a lot going on with that. Um, I do have a godson right now in college and medical school, I, I believe in Virginia. So, you know, hopefully he can use something like that. If not, you know, you, you definitely don't want to have everyone that's graduating college not actually able to write or create on their own. That that would not be a good look. So, students out there, start doing some of your own work and uh, be sure to learn what you can, even during COVID times, because you know we we will have to adapt, but it won't always be exactly like this. So, definitely be sure to uh, get that going on. Yet today, again. I want to thank the sponsors of Scope for Enterprises. I also want to thank SAG Astra for allowing this program to be part of its system. I uh, really appreciate that. And all the great paperwork that you sent me to fill out. I mean, paperwork that you're just like, what the heck? Then I just do another document that has the same exact questions or whatever. Like, what was this? What's this? <clears throat> So, but anyway, thankful, thankful for that opportunity, and I will continue to expand on it as Muscova Media 
for Muscova Enterprises is signed to SAG-AFTRA. Yet today, uh, we do have an amazing, cool guest uh, that uh, emailed me to be part of this show. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, thankful for, uh, was it Podmatch, for allowing us to use that system to connect with uh, fellow podcasters and, and guests. And uh, there's also some other ones that I've used as well, but uh, that one seems to be pretty um, efficient as far as uh, creating the system uh, for us to matriculate new guests that are interesting. So thank you to that uh, platform. But again, like I was saying, today we do have uh, an amazing, cool guest. Emily McGill is a communications and tarot reader. After after nearly a decade and half working in entertainment in New York City, as a storytelling strategist and Broadway publicist, her path of self-exploration led to healing and evolution and reading tarot cards professionally alongside her communications work. Emily's passions are unlocking the magic in others, amplifying unheard voices, inner and outer, offering platforms for open dialogue and creating meaningful experiences while cultivating community. She is the founder of the Think the Pink Tank, a women's group integrating the personal and the professional and co-founder of SNOB uh, Snob Sunday Night on Broadway, a Broadway industry dance party. She is also a member of PR Collective Spiral 5 and a co-author of their signature course, the, Re- the Career Rebels Guide to Modern PR. Currently in development is Emily's The Broadway Tarot. With 20 credits, Emily has represented the Tony Award-winning productions of Raisin in the Sun, starring Denzel Washington, Memphis, Billy Elliot, that, uh, Disney's The Lion King, plus Disney's Aladdin, Andrew Lloyd Webber's School of Rock and Cats, He's Allegiance, This Is Our Youth, Rock of Ages, Ghost, Elf, and First Date. Since her theatrical start, she's expanded out to other forms of entertainment, including film, TV, streaming, and worked with companies large and small from Disney, HBO, uh, and Amazon Studios to boutique talent agencies, internet startups, nonprofits, string quartets, plus male strippers. Yes, she also works with male strippers. Uh, so that's all the different people that she has worked with. As you can see, that's pretty expansive. Uh, so definitely be sure to check out Snob and the Pink Tank. Um, the links are in the uh, actual um, bio or um, description of the episode below. So scroll down to that or go to Block Talk and check out that link or anywhere, uh, iTunes, Spotify, they all they should be everywhere. And be sure to uh, um, check out those uh, websites so that you can um, be more in tune with Miss Emily McGill, who is actually live on the line. Hey, Emily, how you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, where are you calling from? I am calling you from Manhattan, about a block and a half from Times Square, so right in the thick of it. 
Oh, wow, wow. Uh, how was dealing with the uh, recent hurricane over there? I was very fortunate. I was very, very, very fortunate that I was not affected personally. Um, and even my friends in basement apartments were affected either not at all or minimally. So we were very, very fortunate in comparison, especially in comparison to so many other people who lost everything and or their lives. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a big storm. And now, you know, it's, once again, we start rebuilding. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, luckily uh, over here as well, um, we live in good areas where, um, for the most part, my friends and family were not affected, um, but the roads were so messed up for a couple of days. Um, a lot of uh, deep you? pouring. Uh, I'm in central Jersey. Okay, yeah. So you had like tornadoes and stuff. Yeah, there were tornado warnings, but I, I luckily didn't see any. So, again, luckily the universe uh, spared us, um, yet also made us aware of the strength and power. Um, that water is no joke. Um, when it wants to go somewhere, it goes. <laughs> you know. Yep. Water can have so many beautiful creative properties, and it can have incredibly destructive properties at the same time. Yep, definitely. The universe works that way. It's pretty amazing um, as far as uh, how the universe works and natural law or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. We're just part in this great stage, which brings me back to you. Um, you work doing tarot, um, um, which you started recently, as well as working on Broadway in different stages as far as doing PR for these different companies or, or and brands. Um, it says you uh, actually have credits uh, with these uh, these uh, plays or not. Um, does the PR count as credits, or were you also an actor on these these uh, stages? Uh, I grew up performing, but I knew I did not want to be a performer before I even graduated with my degree in theater. Um, and I moved to New York and started working in all kinds of different internships and offices. Um, and ended up in PR. So no, I'm not an actor. Uh, those, the, anytime someone works on a Broadway show and their name is in the playbill, they are, that's one of their credits. They've worked on that. So it's no different from, you know, any client work that one has done that being like a credit. Um, so yeah, same thing. Oh, that's amazing. Um, that's some great information. Cause there's, there's so many different types of jobs in, um, oh my God, in yes. work in Broadway or whatnot. It's not just simply the actor's job um, that's the only one. There's so many ways to be part of a production. So that's cool that you were able to to turn that around into that um, after graduating school or whatnot. Um, What actually got you into tarot? Uh, My therapist got me into tarot. Okay. Um, Did you learn through your therapist or did you study Uh, on your own? Um, mostly studied on my own. She introduced me to the idea. I started seeing her in 2014 when my grandmother died and my grandma and I were really close, but she also was like a very difficult and complicated and traumatized woman who traumatized other people because of her own trauma. So I went to therapy and I started working on my shit and, oh, sorry, is 
Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> I should have asked. You're good. Uh, YouTube uh, will just um, switch it. Okay, great. You can bleep me out. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no worries. Yeah, I started, I started going to therapy, and, um, you know, we would pull a card every now and again during my, my sessions, and then after a while, I was looking for a daily practice to add to my life, and my therapist suggested I start pulling a card every day, and I didn't own any tarot decks at the time, but there was an app uh, that I downloaded on my phone, and so... I can't, you know, I don't like to see those little red bubbles. So I had a reminder set every morning to check and read the card on my phone and pull a card. And that's how I started learning the deck was every morning I would open the app, I would pull a card, and then I would tap it, it would flip it over and let me know what the meaning was. And um, I would probably did that for like, I would say like three or four years. And then I was gifted my first tarot deck, and it was the same deck as the, as that app was, the Osho Zen tarot deck. And um, when, once I was gifted that, I started, you know, practicing reading for other people, just for friends, checking it out, seeing what was happening. And then the pandemic hit, and so I started reading for friends on like FaceTime and Zoom and like doing, just doing them over the internet. And that's so, that's been a big part of my pandemic pause over the last year and a half has been deepening and expanding my tarot practice and, um, and, you know, getting to connect with more and more people through it. And, uh, does, how long does it take for you to get, um, good at tarot reading is it something that you can pick up as soon as you memorize the cards or and and how how deep of information do you get um for people to to help them like how how far deep are you able to go yeah so a reading is as shallow or as deep as the person who is participating wants it to be um or allows it to be rather you know when you show up to a reading really um, present and open, a lot can happen. Um, you know, I've experienced myself both as the reader and as the person who's having their cards read, like very impactful readings that have, you know, changed the course of people's lives that helped. I like to say a tarot reading is an inter, is a, a visual representation of information that you hold within your gut or your spirit or your heart. And it's information that you can't necessarily access through your head, but seeing the cards in front of you allows you to have the information in a new way and better understand it. Interesting. To make better, I guess, not only business decisions, but life decisions. Yeah. Better decisions. Because you have more information to work from, you know, it's like you already know what your gut is saying, right? Like if you know how to listen to yourself, you know what you're saying, but sometimes it's still really hard to hear that. And so tarot helps us do that. 
Oh, so tarot is like a like a second opinion or confirmation or actually maybe the first in a way. Yeah, it's um, like a so, like validation or affirmation. But sometimes okay. it's, you know, not great. It's not it's not great information, you know. <laughs> they're not always good um as much as I would like them to be. Sometimes there's there are things in people's lives that really need change and they need a, you know, a big sort of waking up moment. Um and sometimes the tarot does that. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, you know, to, to to be able to tap into, I guess, the universe and, and get that information to be able to use. But mm-hmm. some people actually think uh, tarot is, you know, negative or not a good, or they think it's basically magic or something like that, especially like Christians or, or things mm-hmm. like that. I, I approach. A, uh, maybe a Christian or somebody that um, is deterrent to using a tool that like that. Um, mm-hmm. How do you express that it's just you know another tool on the tool belt and not something of the devil? Yeah. Um, so I was raised Roman Catholic. I went to Catholic school for I don't know ten years or so. Um, my parents still go to church every Sunday, and my mom, I'm pretty sure, believes in creationism. And she still is open to tarot reading. She doesn't quite get it, but she's open to it. And I preface this with that because there is a lot of deep belief that there's a stigma involved in tarot. But really, like, we are all, I would say to a Christian and to anyone, like we are all children of God, right? Like anyone who's religious believes that we are all children of God and God is presenting himself, themselves, herself through each of us. And so when we read the tarot, we're really just connecting to our own highest power. Some people like to say God, some people like to say the universe, some people say higher power. Some people say, you know, the one. I mean, there are so many different ways that we all express the exact same thing. And this is really an opportunity to just tap into yourself and tap into your higher power. And there's nothing, there's, it has, there is no devil involved in it. There is no religion involved in it. It's really just relationship with yourself. And, and getting a deeper relationship with yourself. And I don't understand why magic has a negative connotation because, like, magic is special. We think about magic when a magic show, like, that's surprise and delight, even though it's illusion, right? That's actually, like, tricking people in a lot of ways. But there's so much beauty to be celebrated in, in allowing magic to be in our life a positive thing to me definitely um the united states actually holds magic to a high regard and um, one of the higher sciences um it's actually stated in uh as a a u.s uh, statute and code um i would have to look for it but um it's definitely um yeah yeah I forgot the exact wording, but uh, it states basically that um, I mean, magic is, huh? There's still so many taboos around, you know, the the origins 
of what we call magic. Um, but it's interesting because like, I've been really nerding out on all of these space documentaries during the pandemic. There was like a nine season series that I watched <laughs> about how the universe works on Discovery Plus. I couldn't get enough of it. And what I've come to learn more and more through that is that science and spirituality are really one and the same because everything is energy and like matter is energy. And when you look at science, E equals MC squared. Energy is matter moving at the speed of light squared. I mean, it's the same thing. And we're all made of it. Right. This is what um, a lot of uh, my ancestors in Kemet or Egypt and Africa were mm-hmm. uh, looking to express um, through, through their teachings. Um, yet, yet these were later taken and and kind of the information was taken away from the, the people and the masses only kept by uh, certain groups. But now, mm-hmm. especially in the age of Aquarius and this internet age, um, all this information is, is coming out to the public. Yep. Um, and the, the universe and spirituality and, and religion do have um, really keen connections uh, to each other. Um, even Jesus um, would express uh, how we are like his his father and the, and a creator, mm-hmm. and not just and uh, we're just uh, spirits living in flesh. Um, and once people could get more inclined to that, they they kind of open themselves up to more ways of gaining information um, and light or what or or and light or whatnot. Um, and people read their newspapers and different magazines every day and they and they look at their readings all the time um but tarot is definitely taking it to another uh level um what's what's um what's the most interesting thing you think you can learn from somebody using tarot or someone can learn about themselves oh i mean it's it's so personal it's so personal. Every reading is, even when I'm doing group reading, they are always personal. Everyone who needs to be in that space is, and, and needs to like see that, sees it. And so I think it's more about like continually seeing how impactful they can be. That's what's been the, the like coolest or best part. Oh yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, like I just got see. to do, um, I just got to read some tarot for Virtual Burning Man. Um, so Burning Man, you know, the big gathering in the desert every summer. Um, I was <laughs> actually scouted by another woman named Emily McGill who lives in Vancouver and was part of the digital Burning Man. And she got me involved and I read tarot for four days for two hours a night um, in their like digital Burning Man. And it was amazing because I got to read for people all over the world. There was an Australian woman in Indonesia. There was a woman in Denmark. There were several people in the UK. There was um, somebody in LA, somebody else in, I think, like, San Francisco, and, like, I'm sitting in New York, and she's sitting in Vancouver, and it was just 
so cool to get to connect with people all over the world. So I think like the other part too is like the community part of it. When you start finding people that are interested or curious. Right, and you guys all come on board on the same accord or whatnot. Yeah, because um, like, the other that's... thing you asked earlier about, like, how to learn, you're asking about, like, the – sorry, if you hear me shuffling a little bit, I do have cards with me. Um, but it's it's there is some memorization, but it's less like sitting down and memorizing a book and more about – using your intuition to understand what the cards are saying to you. And oftentimes when you find a deck that really resonates with you, it will have imagery that allows you to easily understand the meaning of each card. So you look at it and you can see this picture and it makes you feel a certain way. It makes you think a certain thing, right? Like you will have an immediate reaction to it and a response to it. Um, And so we kind of, like, dive into that as we're doing a reading. Oh, that's awesome. Um, You did mention you have cards on you. Uh, Maybe we could get into, like, a reading now to have the audience have a quick experience of of that. Yeah. Yeah, let's do a a group reading. Um, Yes, we could uh, do it with me. Uh, What information uh, do you need? Not really. Um, I'm going to shuffle these, keep shuffling these cards a little bit. I'm using a deck that's called the Wild Unknown, um, which is a really beautiful deck. All of the cards uh, have animal imagery on them. So um, there, there aren't any humans, which I really like. I love this animal deck. Um, so for anyone who's not familiar with the tarot, there are two parts. the deck. We have the Major Arcana and the Minor Arcana. The Major Arcana are magic cards, so when they show up, we want to pay extra special attention. And they're the cards that also correspond to the human soul's evolution. So we start with the Fool at the very beginning, and we come all the way up through um, the world. And so the Fool is like the very beginning of the journey and the way we go, and the world is very completed, healed energy. And so those, there are 22 of them, and they start with zero and go up to number 21. And then the minor arcana is set up more like a traditional playing deck. So you have four suits, ace through ten, and then you've got um, four court cards instead of three. So it will be a king and a queen, and then a knight and a page, sometimes prince and princess. This particular deck is father, mother, son, and daughter. Um, And those cards correspond more to the people in our lives or the characteristics of those cards within ourselves. Um, And the four suits also have equivalents in each of the four elements. So wands are fire, passion, drive, creativity. Cups are our water. That's our feelings, our emotions. Swords are air. That is communication, intellect, mental state and ability, knowledge, language, um, information, technology. And then um, pentacles or discs or coins are earth. And that's our physical, our material, our manifest. So that's kind of a really quick rundown on the tarot. Do you have any questions? I know that was kind of No, no, that was pretty interesting. I was like understanding of it already, but. Uh, I, I like how you put it. 
Yeah, it feels like that, you know, that's kind of like a really bite-sized way to just like get an idea of what we're looking at overall. Because when you look at it, you're like, oh, that's 78 cards. That's a little overwhelming. <laughs> so, all right. So I'm going to give us one more round of shuffles here, and then I'm going to cut this deck. And uh, I think we are going to do a general reading about what will help you, what will hinder you, and what is your unrealized or your untapped potential. Awesome. If we could mix in love advice or intuition, that'd be great. And that's pretty cool how you say um, you mix in your own intuition to understanding what the card is depicting. That definitely takes some time and skill and also connecting with, I guess, spirit and and the Mm -hmm. the cards so that spirit can use them as a tool to speak to to you or us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, some people might find something in here about love. Some people might not. Some people might find things in here about their career or their families or their friends or, um, you know, their pets or their plants, like who knows, right? Everyone's going to find a different way to resonate with it. Um, But these three cards that we're going to pull, we're going to see what will help you first, then what will hinder you, and then what is your unrealized or your untapped potential. And so if you're listening to this, this rating's meant for you. Great. Cool. So what will help you? Oh, wow. We have, and I wish you could see these cards. Oh, I wish you could cards. I'll take a picture and email it to you if you'd like. Um, yeah. Right now, the first one we pull is the Five of Swords. And so remember, our swords, that's our air. So that's our um, our communication, our intellect, our knowledge, information, technology. And the five in this particular deck shows a worm that has been sliced in half. It's a pretty brutal looking card. Um, and I think it's what it's saying is like, what is going to help is, is cutting away the parts of you that no longer serve you. And it was like, it might be really painful. Like this card looks very painful because there are five swords here and they have literally sliced this being in half. The thing about worms is that they depending on where they get cut in half, they can go on to heal and live and, you know, become a whole new worm. But you have to take out the part that's not working anymore. Right. Interesting. And that's what's going to help. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, that makes sense. I've I've already been doing that. Um, the Spirit has been telling me um, to kind of separate myself from either friends or family that aren't, uh, you know, part of, uh, mm-hmm. that, that can, uh, that are part of the expansive universe that I'm exploring and, yeah. you know, a lot that of stuff. Yeah. Expansion. yeah, and that are stuck in either religion or just, you know, basic mm-hmm. life thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But also I think, you know, and, and this card is right side up. When I pulled it, it was, you know, the, the the right side up direction. Sometimes when they come out upside down, uh, we call that an inversion or a reversal. And, um, and that 
there are a couple of different ways you can interpret that. I like to read it as the internal or like self-expression of a card. And so this makes sense that you say that because the upright is more of an external expression of a card. But I do think it's still inviting us to cut out the parts of ourselves, not just our lives. So it's like, yes, there might be people, situations that have to go, but also like habits and belief systems and, you know, social structures that maybe don't work for us anymore. Like there are things that we have to examine and sort of like Marie Kondo our life. And it's like what actually brings you joy. And if it doesn't, it's got to go. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. All right, let's see what will hinder us. The Daughter of Swords. Wow, it's error. So the Daughter of Swords in this particular deck um, is uh, the the swords are owls. They use they use owls as the um, court cards, and she's this beautiful snowy white owl that shrouded in darkness and has these really beautifully colored lights or stars or something around her and behind her. And she's standing on a sword and the daughter is the page energy. So it's very young. It's like very, very young. And I think this card is also upside down which, like I said, one way to interpret that is the internal expression of this card. And I think it's saying, like, there's new information within ourselves that we have to tap into. And if we don't, we're going to have a big problem. The The other thing this could be saying is, There's another way that I like to read reversals, which is this is something that needs to be dropped or released from your life. And so I would say the other thing I could say with this is like, you might have to release people who are like new information. No, that doesn't feel right. But maybe it's like be wary of people's new information. Until oh, right. you're in the like, course, you can't really trust it. Yeah, like everyone's trying to be a mentor based on their level of understanding and want to yeah. share a program, something that they're selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and it's just like, be, yeah, just like be wary of where you place your trust. In information Definitely. and people. Yeah, I see, I see how that could um, affect me in business and work um, as far as, uh, the, like I said, the different mentors or people I may work with. Mm-hmm. Making sure, doing my due diligence to even make sure that, you know, whatever information they're sharing is even factual or can help me or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, so you said tarot is kind of like, um, a way to uh, confirm things you may have been feeling already. So I can see why a lot of this kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's resonating for you? Yeah, that's the word, resonating. Uh-huh. Thank you. 
Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's so true. Like, especially if I'm doing a group reading and there's like, one person sort of driving the train, oftentimes we will be very resonant for that person. So I'm not surprised. I'm quite delighted that you're feeling into this. Shall we see what all about? For sure, definitely. Our unrealized or untapped potential. (laughs) Oh my God, we got another sword. Holy crap. Uh, I need to buy one. (laughs) About to go buy a sword. This is the Seven of Swords. And the Seven of Swords has six that are prominently and beautifully displayed, like on a wall. And then there's a little fox at the bottom who's curled up. He's got one eye open and he's holding on to the seventh sword. And this card is oftentimes about like you don't have all the information or you're not supposed to share all of the information or you're maybe supposed to hang on to some of your knowledge for yourself or maybe the knowledge that you are sitting on for yourself needs to be shared with the world. Oh, could be that, definitely. Actually, what feels more resonant. You said you said that feels more resonant? To me, it does. That, like, whatever info you're sitting on, like, is the unrealized or untapped potential. It's not sitting on oh. the It's not the potential. It's the information that you're sitting on. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I'm I'm not sure if you heard of Clubhouse, but um, yeah. I find myself sometimes not um, wanting to speak out on Clubhouse and and wanting to just listen to see what people are resonating with. But maybe uh-huh. that's not what I should be doing. Um, I should be kind of like what I did in the beginning of this uh, podcast episode and kind of share things that I'm aware of or my angle or perspective of it. Um, again, might be able to open someone else's idea or perspective to bring even more information. So I, I, I could see that as well. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, Don't three swords. Right. When's your three birthday? In a row. Are, you an air, are you an air sign? Uh, I think I'm a ground, uh, August 27th. I believe that's ground. Uh, so you're Virgo. Yeah, you are Earth. Yeah, you are Earth. That's really – well, that makes sense, though, because Earth and air balance each other out the way water and fire do. Oh, uh, right. Gosh, Interesting. Wild. I wish I could show I, – um, I can't wait to, like, send you a picture of these because it's really crazy. So most of them – some of the swords are pointing, all three cards have swords pointing in the same direction, and the two of them have them also pointing in the other direction. Yeah, if you want, you could just text it to me, and I'll, I'll post it on my social media, and I'll yeah. promote your tower yeah, reading and stuff. It's pretty rad. Yeah, and um, I actually just hopped on to congress.gov, and I found the um, the, the House Resolution 642. Uh-huh. Recognizing magic, recognizing magic as a rare and valuable art form and national treasure. Um, oh, wow. It states, yeah, in the House of Representatives, March 14, 2016, resolution re- recognizing magic as a rare and valuable art form and national treasure. 
Whereas magic is an art form with the unique power and potential to impact the lives of all people. Whereas magic enables people to experience the impossible. Whereas magic is used to inspire and bring wonder and happiness to others. Whereas magic has had a significant impact on other art forms. Whereas magic, like the great forms of dance, literature, theater, film, and the visual arts, allows people to experience something that transcends the written word. Whereas many technological advances can be directly traced to the influential work of magicians. Whereas futurist Arthur C. Clarke claimed that any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, which is that's actual uh, a law of science where the, the more technology advances, you can't tell if it's technology or, or some sort of magic. Yeah. Um, where. Yeah, um, and it, it goes on to a lot. Um, I'll send you. I'll send you this as well, so you can cool. <laughs> see. Yeah, the U.S. definitely supports magic and its actual um, statutes and codes, um, and recognizes it um, as an art form. So yeah, I, I definitely appreciate you with that reading. Uh, that was that was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I, I loved getting the chance to. I always love getting to connect with people and getting to, you know, introduce tarot or reintroduce tarot or help deepen their tarot. It's so fun to me. Definitely, definitely. Um, and how how, uh, how do people connect with you to, to do tarot readings? Do you have a site or? Yeah, or? you can find me on Instagram at Emily Ann MCG. Emily Ann is A N N E M C G. Um, and my website is through there, but it's also emilymcgillentertainment.com. Oh, that's and amazing. Yeah, you can um, sign up for a tarot reading, um, and check out the other stuff that I do. Got a lot of fun things. Definitely. Um, I noticed you also have the pink tank. Yeah, we're on hiatus right now for the pink tank. It got to be a lot during the pandemic, um, holding, holding digital space for everybody we had started as an in-person gathering here in new york so i think we'll get back to that at some point but i just needed some space from it for a minute so we're on hiatus but snob is uh my broadway dance party that i throw with two brilliant djs dj dubs and dj ari grooves and um yeah we just like have a great time dancing you know and hanging out that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, bringing the community together in a positive yep. way. Um, yep. That's awesome. Um, do you have a, a, a upcoming event for Snob, or is that on a hiatus we, until no, after COVID? No, we do. We have our our next event for Snob is going to be on actually the Sunday night of the Tony Awards, which is September 26th. We're doing it at a karaoke club here in um, Midtown Manhattan in the theater district so that we can watch the Tony Awards and then dance the night away. Um, so, yeah, you can find us at Snob B-Way. It's S-N-O-B-B-W-A-Y uh, on Instagram. And that's pretty much how we communicate with our community. Oh, that's amazing. And also, um, you know, being that you do my modern PR, and PR has changed a lot because of social media, uh, mm-hmm. You also co-authored the Career Rebels Guide to Modern PR. Um, for people that maybe either want to get into PR or 
interested in, in switching up their career paths, um, what are some tips you can share with the audience about, you know, relevant to that book you wrote and, and, and how you were actual career rebel? Yeah, so we actually, it's actually not a book, it's a course that people can learn how to create their own PR, um, either business or if they have a small business and they're looking to get PR but don't necessarily have the budget to hire someone, but maybe they have um, an assistant or a staffer or they themselves want to learn how to um, amplify and, and, you know, sort of level up the visibility of their business. Um, it's a great way for people to do that. There are some really great tips that we like to share in there, like pod matches would be one of them. Also, um, Harrow, which is help a reporter out, is a really mm-hmm. cool thing that you can um, take a look at and sign up. It sends three emails every day, and they have different folks who are looking for sources. And so it's a way reporters can connect with people who might fit the bill for a story that they're writing. Uh, Sometimes you get hits from it, sometimes you don't, but it's a great place to start because it allows you to start practicing writing pitches for yourself. The other thing you could do is take a look at when you're reading about something that's in your industry or it's what you do, look and see who wrote it and see what else they've written. Do a little research on them. If you like what they've done or you like what they've written, most places it's not very hard to find an email address and you can just reach out and say like hey I really like that piece you wrote thank you this is what I do this is who I am so introducing yourself to people and expanding your network of people who are journalists is another I think really good tip definitely Um, and to go along with uh, Podmatch uh, there's also Audrey A-U-D-R-Y dot I-O which is another way um, to grow um, an audience and connect with different podcasts. So I appreciate those are some really great tips and sites um, for cool. people to use. And I've been using Harrow for a while now. It's, it's okay. great. Got me on AP News um, a lot of times. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, again, uh, thank you so much, um, Emily McGill. Hopefully um, I can uh, stop by one of your parties one of these days. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, That'd be great. And, uh, you know, keep up the great work in the community. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for the opportunity to connect and read cards and just have a good conversation. Uh, anytime. Um, I'll be sure to text you the information on the HR 642, and uh, we can uh, keep on networking and building. Uh, have a really great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye. And there you have it, Muscova Media Podcast listeners, the amazing Emily McGill, who was talking tarot and expressing her amazing uh, advice and tips on career, as well as how you really use tarot in the correct way. Uh, She's an amazing, amazing publicist and has been doing great work in the community. So it's been an honor to have her on the show. Um, Be sure to listen to the show with your friends and comrades and also, share it with uh, people on social media, and let's let's get this uh, great information to the masses. So I want to thank my listeners from all over the globe, especially those in the U.S. You know, I, I love my hometown. Let's keep doing what we do, rocking out uh, over here. And uh, also the people in South America, to Europe, to India, uh, to the folks in Africa. Definitely appreciate y'all for um, listening to the show, and we'll be sure 
to expand some de- some more networks so that we can, you know, make sure that you, you get the, the information and, and the show news the quickest. But for now, you can definitely find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, iTunes, you know, iTunes Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, I believe we're on Pandora as well. Um, just look up Muscova Media Podcast and we should pop up and you can listen to us at your leisure and uh, at pleasure on whichever network is best for you. Um, but again, I really, really am thankful to you listeners, to SAG AFTRA for allowing us to be part of, uh, of your union. Uh, and uh, let's continue to do great work. Uh, shout out to our sponsor again, Muscova Enterprises Inc., which is a full service digital marketing platform. Uh, I mean, agency where you can get all your digital marketing, either websites or SEO or app building or website building, uh, funnel building, uh, you know, landing pages, whatever you may need that you want to make sure that you you get your business uh, more uh, awareness all over the globe or even just localized if that's what you choose. You know, because some businesses just need some local SEO and organic search as well as social media posting. So, everybody, let's stay sane. Let's stay healthy. Uh, Let's continue to create uh, multiple income streams. I am so joyful and thankful for having so many lucrative uh, and successful income streams that just make life easier and, um, you know, help me solve problems and create solutions for myself and friends and family. I'm just so thankful for all that. I'm thankful for being able to participate in real estate and and be successful in that as well and uh, do what I do there and thankful for the opportunity to act and model um, with so many different amazing brands. As a matter of fact, I got to answer some emails and check some texts for that Um, as well as thankful for being able to podcast. So just uh, let's continue to do good work and, uh, We will see you next time, my wonderful, amazing listeners.